You're listening to Our Two Cents with the team from SGL Financial, building wealth for life. Steve Lewitt is the president of SGL Financial and Gabriel Lewitt is the CEO. They're here to discuss all the latest in financial news, trends, strategies, and more. All right, good morning, everybody. This is Gabriel Lewitt here. Uh, we've been having some fun here getting ready for our podcast this morning. Of course, you're listening to Our Two Cents. Uh, I'm going to be your host here today, Gabriel Lewitt, and I'm joined by my father, Steve Lewitt. Say hello, Steve. Hello, Steve. That's <laughs> very literal of you this morning. I'm very literal today. And then I've got, uh, again, last week uh, he didn't like it, so I won't say it again, but we've got Trent Martin here, our director of planning. Good morning, guys. And uh, and fantastic commentator. So, uh, guys, how are you doing post-Valentine's Day morning? Fantastic. It was a, it was a good night. We had I, fun. Yeah. I, did you go out to dinner or anything like we, that? We made dinner at home. It very was good. nice. It's, very uh, nice. You know, we did the responsible budgeting like we talked about last we time. did talk because yeah. the average pe- people spend a lot of money out there on dinner that's right did you cook or did. did your wife cook i always cook you, you know. always cook always yeah yep very nice of you what when you cook? am i when are you inviting us over come on over anytime okay we'll do something fun would you guys have like mac and cheese no we did fillets and lobster tails <laughs> there you go. are well, you that's serious the, that's the standard valentine's dinner isn't it that's pretty uh, good not in my house <laughs> 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 no we had it was good it was delicious well, Excellent. I, I, well, had, I had sushi. Went out to eat to have sushi. Yeah, awesome. I, had, I had sushi, too. There you go. Yeah, how about that? Were you at the same restaurant as me? No, I was at home. Oh. We did takeout. No. Yeah, we, uh, we, we went, too. So it was oh. good. It was oh, good. Yeah, very crowded, but the prices were actually very good. It was a new place right around the, the corner. I didn't even know it was there, and uh, I really liked it. Well, I'm glad you're supporting the economy because one of the things we're going to talk about today is retail sales down. We are going to talk about that. But I don't want to steal your thunder. <laughs> so, <laughs> uh, well, you know, before we dive into that, talking a little bit about Valentine's Day, and I hope you all out there had a wonderful, wonderful Valentine's Day. And we we touched a little bit on some of our previous podcasts about scams and how to protect yourself. So, in the spirit of Valentine's Day, I wanted to kick things off here and uh, talk just a little bit more about some Valentine's Day scams that you should. Uh, well, they're not just for Valentine's Day, but they are basically romance scams. And since love is in the air with Valentine's Day just being yesterday, we thought we'd start just a little bit here, have some fun. So uh, romance scams, Trent, you ever fallen for one of these? I have not fallen for a romance well, scam. You got married, yeah, right? Yeah, very fast. I got married early, so no I'm romance I'm saying, no, that, that was the... That might have been. It could be <laughs> it. <kidding us. laughs> it doesn't uh, feel like a scam as much as it is just no. my duty, right? <laughs> oh, my. Well, <laughs> it's your duty? You got to pay. You got to pay. I hope oh, you got to pay. I, I hope your wife doesn't listen to this podcast. No, it's a, no. Uh, maybe not. Maybe. Who knows? I got scammed two weeks ago. Yeah? Yeah, got a uh, picture of, what was her name? Alicia or something? something. Alicia, Steve, I'm looking for a real man. Mm. Saw your name on LinkedIn. So why did uh, she email? No, I'm kidding. (laughs) 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 Yeah, so I got your name, and you're the kind of man I'm looking for. And I agreed, by the way, with everything she said. Of course. (laughs) Except she wasn't real. Oh, nope. We didn't get to the part where they asked me for money. Mm-hmm. But I did go back and forth a few times. My goal was to ask them for money. Well, because that, that is the, uh, what the article here says. and It says, romance scams swindled people out of more money than any other consumer fraud last year. That's the article we're talking about here. It's and all over the by place. C- this was done by CNN. Basically said more than 21,000 people last year. And granted, that's that's you know country full of millions. Maybe that's not a lot. But that's 21,000 people that got swindled out of money that maybe 
would have rather had that money. Did you see how much money it was? Uh, I know it's in there, Trent. What was it? $143 million. That's a lot of money. Well, there's one person in here that sent $50,000 to some guy somewhere eight different times. Yeah, it was going to help him run his business, right? Is that what it was for? Yeah, it was going to help him keep his business. Well, that's what they do, right? And we'll talk about that here, how to watch out for these scams. But what's interesting is these have been on the rise. So these have... uh, increased significantly since 2015 so it's something that's becoming more and more prominent so um, and this can happen all times of the year we just are we're talking about this year because valentine's day was here and it's something that's on people's mind but um, whether you're on dating sites or social media and then you see that uh, dapper dan or dapper uh what's a woman's name that starts with d i don't know you know dapper doll dapper Dapper doll dapper doll Dapper Doll, Dapper Dan, right? So you see that person, you're really interested, you guys start messaging, and then sure enough, they say, hey, let me get your cell phone number, let's start texting, and then they start telling you about their business venture and how they're really struggling with cash, and if you could just, you know, they love you now all of a sudden, by or the they way. Want, or they want to come see you, so yeah. send me some money to come visit. Yeah, exactly. So there's all these variations, but they all typically involve a expedited romance that then very quickly leads into, I need money. Yep. Yeah. It's all all done via fake profiles, and there's some clues as to what you should be looking out for. I thought read in that article, one mm-hmm. of the things was if they ask you to immediately get yourself off the dating app and go to personal text messages or emails, and or if they're really really fast to claim that they love you, they mm-hmm. probably don't. But mm-hmm. um, those are just kind of some of the clues. That well, they're looking and for. the people that typically fall for this are people that are you know looking for love, and they're they're yeah, I won't say desperate, but they they really would love to find someone that they can hang out with, and they feel that by sending the money to this person that they're going to help build. Uh, and increase the uh, the connection there, but that's that's the problem. These people, on average, are getting swindled out of twenty six hundred dollars. To your point, Gabriel, uh, I think it has to do a lot with loneliness because the folks that send the most money are people over seventy years old, mm-hmm. and that's uh, you know that's an age. As you get older, you might lose a partner, you might lose friends, you're lonely, and someone says, "Hey, I'm here for you," and you fall for it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And look, we have clients that are uh, single or divorced, and and many times they are lonely, and that's part of the challenge. It's harder to meet people when you're a little bit older, and so you think you meet that right person. And so, guys, I think the key here is is as you're out there, you know, pay attention because scams are everywhere. That's the unfortunate part of our uh, society and world that we live in today. But we uh, we want to help you stay protected from these. Uh, these aren't things you want to be falling for. A very simple rule. Never send money to yeah. anybody yeah. unless you know them personally. Yeah, even it's talking to simple. somebody by text. I mean, maybe if... Oh, here's an interesting part, too. I, I like this. I thought this was pretty interesting. Uh, it kind of just goes to show technology these days. If you get a picture of somebody, you can do what's called a Google reverse image search. <laughs> so what people do on these scammers, right, they, they find some really attractive person's picture. It's not even them. It's a fake picture. And then they put it on the dating profile. So you can take that person's picture and put it into a Google reverse image search. And somehow it searches all the, the picture. I don't know how yeah, it does it. Yeah, you'll find it could be on 100 different profiles. Yeah, and then you, and then you find out it's a, it's a fake guy from uh, from a stock photo site, <laughs> you know, or something that you know obviously isn't the person you're talking to. But that's a pretty cool trick you can use to try to help protect yourself. Right. So, so guys, uh, that's just something to keep in mind. Thought we'd kick off the show there since the love was in the air. But uh, um, the focus of our um, of our podcast here today, we're going to talk about uh, retirement preparation. Just to kind of switch gears here, our next article came from uh, Market Watch, and it talks about everything that you need to do 
to prepare for retirement. And guys, um, there's a lot. There is a there is a ton in this article. There is, and and uh, you know, Dad, I know you've helped uh, hundreds and hundreds of clients prepare for retirement. What do you think about uh, some of the things that were talked about here? Oh, I'm sorry. I was. Well, I, well, I didn't know you were looking at me. Nat, I did say dad. Oh, you did? <laughs> I, did. Oh, I didn't hear the dad part. <laughs> hey, I think the biggest, the biggest issue is when that paycheck stops, people are not emotionally prepared all of a sudden not to have a paycheck anymore. It's like you, before that, you know, I'm getting a paycheck. My money is growing. It's invested. Uh, I'm accumulating. I'm gathering. I'm uh, working towards the future. And... The day, and we've seen this, guys and clients, I mean, they come in, we say to them, are you prepared for retirement? You know, it's a different world. And they're, oh, yeah, I'm prepared until they get here. And they say, oh, man, I'm freaking out. Yeah. I have no more paycheck. Right. And th- I think that's the biggest deal. Yeah. I just had a workshop uh, two nights ago, and I asked, I pulled the room, I said, who here is about to retire? And a couple hands went up, and one one individual, he was uh, he was actually one week away from retiring, and uh, he he was pretty excited. You know, he worked uh, 30, 40 years for that. But uh, I said, what are you going to do when you retire? So, well, the first thing I'm going to do is just take six months off, sleep in, not have to worry about rushing around, and just kind of relax a little bit. But that's that's what brings up then the following question, right? And we're not even we're going to talk about two parts to this year, both money and then non-money related. You know, lifestyle goals, dreams. Um, you know, what are you going to do that's going to give yourself a sense of purpose? Because part of what we want to do from a financial planning perspective is not just to get you more money, but to give you a better quality of life that you can really, really enjoy and be happy and excited about. And so I asked him, well, what, what are you going to do after that six months? Yeah. I have no idea. <laughs> well, that was that was to me with the most interesting part of the entire article because it's you know as your guys as sort of numbers guys, your planning director, um, you know I kind of get myself tied up into creating a financial plan. Um, but when I read this article, it kind of struck me as if you know we should be thinking more along the lines of you know what is your what is your actual lifestyle plan and and let's not focus so much on you know what you're retiring from. You know, my job's going to stop. My paycheck's going to stop. Where's my money coming from? Because that's important, right? Not mm-hmm. having enough savings can definitely tailspin your plan. But if you can mentally get yourself prepared for what you're retiring to, right, and then it creates a little bit of a sense of purpose for you, you actually can the, – there's some studies that show that you'll have a longer life. Yeah. You'll – you know, all those things will contribute to a better well, retirement. Well, and the risk, the risk is if you don't have that preparation and you just kind of wing it and you then you find yourself not knowing what to do or feeling like you have a sense of purpose – um, a lot of people get to that point, they start to get very depressed. And there's actually, there's cases and cases of uh, depression amongst retirees when this should hopefully be a time of, of your life where you're as excited as possible because you've lost uh, your sense of identity. And so part of the, the question as you look through your retirement planning here, in addition to some of the financial things we'll talk about, is how do you, uh, how do you prevent yourself from losing your sense of identity in retirement? Yeah, so we we keep going back to the psychological rather than the financial amongst us here because it's such a dominant problem. Uh, I had a couple in the other day, uh, and she says, "Yeah, now I got to learn to live with him at home," and that's a big problem. You know, it's like, "Oh, you mean you have to see your spouse? You you have to see him or her all day long." And it's like, so now I don't work at home anymore. I go out to Starbucks and do my work because. 
when I'm home, he's always interrupting me and saying, what do you want to do? You know, can you make me lunch? Can you make me dinner? So, <laughs> so it's a big deal. Uh, the, uh, you know, honestly, those are one of those things you don't even think about that often is uh, how much more time you're going to spend. And it's almost like uh, I remember it's been about, I don't know, 10 years for me, but or maybe it's been nine years. But when I first moved in or when you first move in with your significant other or your spouse, there's such a, uh, a fundamental lifestyle clash because, you know, you used to live by yourself and now you're living together and there's all these different new rules. It's kind of the same thing if you both retire and all of a sudden you hadn't been seeing each other and now you're spending the entire day together 24 hours a day. It's a weekend, seven days a week. Yeah, (laughs) you know, that's another big shift. And there's a very similar kind of reaction there. You know, you start to uh, maybe um, get into more arguments with your spouse if you're not careful. So so some of the things this article talks about, and, I, and I've seen it in our own practice here, and I believe it is true, is uh, communication. You've got to, Trent, we were just talking about this we the other were. day. It's one of my, that's one of my, <laughs> one of your best, one of my best strengths, strengths, right? Yeah, I'm not good at that. Uh, yeah, is, is, is communication with your, uh, with your spouse. And uh, talk about what you guys want to accomplish and what you want to do, and we're, we'll go into a little therapy mode here. And, uh, you know, yeah, communicate, you know, guys, love you know, each other. What is the number one? Support one another. What is the number one argument in that, uh, I just read this somewhere, uh, that couples have about what? Breakfast. <laughs> well, I, it, being your numbers guy, it's definitely money. It's, bre- it's money. It's definitely, it's, it's definitely num- breakfast. Num- <laughs> number one argument, point of contention, reason for divorce, money. And money, you know, if you plan out right, I mean, we preach this all the time, but if you do a plan, you don't have to worry about it. You, know, you might have some bumps in the road, but if we can get a couple on the same page, exactly. your life gets better. Yeah. Well, yeah. Let, me, let, let me riff off that then and ask you. So this, this article talks about different things, and, and one of the ways you can prepare better for retirement is by having a to-do list. And there's a number of items on this to-do list, as much as people hate their to-do lists. Um, so the first one on here was actually something we've, we've touched on before every, in previous podcasts. Every single week so far. Everyone's favorite word. Uh, you'll hear it from us now and then, uh, budget. What is that word? Budget. Yeah. <laughs> okay. So, uh, so yes, um, there's a big shift, right? It says you're not just planning, and we won't, we won't harp on this here today, but you're not just planning for the next two uh, months or one year. You're planning for the next 20 or 30 years of your retirement. So very important to have a budget. Um, again, we won't, we'll talk more about that maybe on a future uh, podcast here. don't want to spend too much time on that today. Um, but the next big one, we, we haven't talked about this in a little while, Social Security. Yep. And uh, what, what does that mean when it says, you know, plan your Social Security, Trent? I know yeah. there's, some, there's some nuances to that. Basically, what, you know, what we want and, and what anyone would want you to know is when, when should you claim, you know, how can you afford, how long can you afford to delay? Is there any special claiming strategies that you can use to you know, to bolster your retirement, all those things. And it's it's not hard to decipher. I mean, it's not hard to decipher through, but you need an expert to kind of show Trent, shouldn't, shouldn't you just wait till you're 70 and get the highest amount possible? I mean, isn't isn't that what everyone tells you to do? That's what everyone will tell you to do. Um, you'll be surprised at how many times we'll run a timing report for someone that says not, no way. Or when we look at the numbers, you know, we can't afford to do that. Well, the other interesting thing too, and, and probably eight out of 10 people I meet at workshops or events or in person as we're talking through, most people, they know that all the uh, the gurus and the advisors and all the experts claim, you know, you'll get more money by waiting till 70. But most people are not waiting till 70 to collect their benefits. And there's lots of uh, non-financial reasons for that. And, you know, we'll dive in deeper perhaps on a future podcast on all the intricacies of Social Security and how it works. 
But the gist of it is uh, you got to have your plan, and your plan will tell you when you need to take money. And to your point, Trent, what if you need that money sooner? Right. And you don't want to wait 10 more years or 8 more years without having any money coming in. Right? That's a, that's a big – 8 years is a long time to not yeah. have a paycheck exactly. and not have any Social Security coming in. So that's one of the considerations here. Next on the list was, uh, and, and Dad, I'll let you take this one here. It's uh, something I know we focus extensively on here, but what's your, um, what's your plan for withdrawing from your assets? Well, oh my goodness. So paycheck stops. I have my Social Security. Maybe I'm lucky enough to have a pension. That's my guaranteed income, everything I need. So let's say I need 70 grand a year to live on and I've got 30 grand from my social security and mm -hmm. pension, I've got a $40,000 income gap. And the question is, where does that money come from? Do I take it out of my investments? Do I take it out of my 401k, my Roth, my IRAs? Where does it come from? My trust account? So there are lots of different ways. Is that when you call up your romance partner and ask them for a you send, <laughs> yeah, you for send a out a letter look I need 40 grand <laughs> it solves the yeah, you look, gap, you look right? like the real man to, so it to me. there there are five different ways of planning income and each one has its pros and cons from high risk low risk medium risk so really you've got to run the numbers and see which way works best for you but the old traditional way is you put your money in the stock market and then you take out what's called the safe withdrawal rate, which used to be 4%, mm -hmm. and now is like 2.8 or 2.9%. Yeah, around, hovering around 3. Around 3%. Right. And that's what you take out every, every year. And if you get a you know, 6% return, everything is hunky-dory. Mm -hmm. The problem with that is if you lose money early in your retirement, what we call the retirement risk zone, 10 years before and 10 years after you retire, it wipes you out at the end. You pay the piper for that and run out of money maybe 10 years earlier than you're, you thought you would. Yeah. So there, like you said, there's five research-driven ways you can withdraw money in retirement. We won't have time to cover all those here today. But what's interesting is if you're interested in knowing what these are, you know, schedule time, come in and see us. We can walk you through these or send us an email and we'll answer your questions. Um, but it's so important to have a strategy. Each one has different pros and cons. Um, but you got to run the numbers and understand how they'll impact you and, and see how long your assets will uh, last for you because people are living longer and longer before. And uh, that gets us to our last item on the to-do list. As people are aging, what typically happens when people are aging and getting a little bit older, Trent? I uh, have significantly higher health care expenses, I would think. Yeah. Yeah, that's oh, a you big read, one. You read that, I know. Well, that's I'm just well we know we know <laughs> that, but this article yeah. is great because it talks the about deal. these things that we talk about all the time. And again, when you're on our podcast page, if you're listening here, you can always click and read these articles, and we always encourage you to do so. But uh, tell us about healthcare costs, right? What is, this was a staggering number, and I know we use it in some of our seminars. But how much money can someone anticipate paying towards healthcare over the course of their retirement? Well, it's north of. North, way, way north of $200,000, and, and it can be, depending on how long you live, even more than that. Well, I think it says here $280,000, guys. Uh, so as you're, if you're 62, 65, you're thinking about retiring today, uh, somewhere in the back of your mind, you sat down and said to yourself, well, here's my $280,000 that I'm planning on spending for my health care, right? That's a lot of money. <laughs> That's a lot of money. So, so here's the scary part, right? What if you're what if you're looking at retiring and you have a two hundred and fifty thousand dollar portfolio, but this says you need two hundred eighty thousand for healthcare alone? 
how, how do you live? What do you do? How do you pay the rest of your bills? Yeah. <laughs> that's a that's a tricky question, right? So those are those are some of those planning concerns, guys. Yep. But but that's the thing here, right? Preparing for retirement, very very important. This was our top focus here today. Um, and as we talk about that, especially your lifestyle, your goals, all these things are important. And so I want to give you an idea for a lifestyle goal that you can aim for. And this was a pretty interesting one. It comes from our best friend, uh, Elon Musk out there. He's very regularly in the news. So let's say you're looking to retire, you know, possibly in a couple years from now, maybe uh, 10 or 15, Elon says you can actually retire, sell your house and move to Mars. <laughs> the more and more I read by this guy, I mean, I think he's a genius, but wow. Sometimes he's like a crazy, he's like a crazy genius. Like okay, a okay. wait, wait, wait. I want you to all go on Netflix and find the series called Mars. And it's five, I think, or six different sessions, seasons or sessions in a season. And watch that about going to Mars and what Elon Musk is doing in his rocket uh What's the name of his company? SpaceX. 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 Yeah. Right. Yeah. I oh, I have no idea. I have no doubt he'll figure it he out. I think is, before anybody, he's he, a, he's like an evil genius. He, he is <laughs> dead set on getting starting a community in Mars. Yeah. So so guys, in, in, all, in all seriousness, if you're if you're 60 years old today, uh, you you legitimately in your lifetime might be looking at retiring, selling your house, and moving to Mars. So so here's some interesting things that this says. Um, you guys will like this. It says the average cost uh, he's predicting might be uh, between uh, 100000 as the volume increases up right. to 500000 So he says, you know, a, a typical person in a, in a wealthy a country like the United States could sell their house, uh, buy that ticket there, and uh, and for no additional charge, they'll include a return ticket at no extra cost. Just in case you don't Just like it? Just in case you don't like I it. I thought that was funny, too, in there when they said, does that include furniture, or do you have to rent another moving rocket? Well, if you think your- it's expensive to move across town, uh, I'm not sure what it's going to cost to move to Mars. Holy, yeah, holy cow. Well, who's the moving guy? Who's the poor guy that's got to move, fly to Mars, and then move back? Some moving Martian. <laughs> uh, but, but in seriousness, uh, think about your goals in retirement. And, and maybe it's not as lofty as uh, moving to Mars. Uh, a lot of our clients are actually moving out of state uh, into uh, low-tax places. But um, those are some of those lifestyle goals that you want to think about for yourself. And I, I thought this uh, this moving to Mars thing was kind of cool. I would... I don't know if I would do it. You'd have to leave your whole family behind, everything you knew. Have you seen the movie Marsh? Uh, the the movie The Martian. The Martian. By yeah. the way, I have not. That's another reason why you don't. You maybe don't want to go to Mars, because it doesn't really end up too well for him. <laughs> you know, media, what happens? Like uh, some giant sandstorm comes and blows away his house, and he has to live on potatoes for three years. I I got I just got to say this. This Musk thing has got me fascinated. You know what he did? To what? get to Mars, you got to send a rocket up, but you can't. You know, right now, you send a rocket up and they, it's gone. And he said, you can't get to Mars unless you reuse the rocket. So he had to figure out how to send a rocket into space and then bring it down and land it vertically. Which he he's which done. he I've has seen this. figured you can out. You see this on YouTube. It's pretty and cool. It's unbelievable. Yeah. Uh, I really miss the space program. Remember, we used to have a. You don't remember. You're too young. Uh, you know, I remember a, when we Apollo had Apollo 13. Come on. <laughs> right? I mean, space up program was so exciting, and then uh, I think Nixon killed it, and then it got went nowhere after that. Well, there's um, there's a new movie out that talks about uh, I think it was Buzz Aldrin. Yeah, First Man. I haven't seen it yet. First it was actually man. I, Fabulous. I, saw, I saw it right after the State of the Union, where he um, he was t- he had Buzz there, 
and that was really cool. I mean, imagine being the first one of the first people to uh, step uh, Neil on Armstrong, or it was Neil Armstrong, Neil somebody, Armstrong. Right? Yeah, but you know, if you speaking about going to the moon, one last thing: uh, SpaceX says by 2023, which is only four years away, guys, uh, there might be retail passengers literally flying to the moon just for a quick trip. I'm so, in. I'm in. I want to go. So it'll be very, we'll very cool. We'll I'd we'll go in a minute. Well, let's uh, okay. you know, moving to moon uh, to the moon or the Mars may not be uh, something that's very uh, tangible or real to you. What what will be bring, tangible? I, I have to bring my dogs though, and my wife, of course. Of course, course. I have to bring my not dog. your kids, just not my kids. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but let's talk about something maybe a little bit more tangible and 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 likely to impact you. And that's uh, something that just came out in the news this week. You might have heard about it. It's just a small little thing called the national debt. Oh, can I, you know, we, we give away, we have this referral program where we give away, uh, what are we giving away this year for people that refer uh, people We to are us? giving actually, it's a, not to everybody, but it's a raffle for a cruise. For a cruise. If yeah. you refer somebody. To us and they come in and meet, you can get two raffle tickets for a, uh, for I think it's a really seven day cruise. How about a raffle for a trip to the moon? Um, who's paying can, for that? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> it's in the budget. <laughs> okay, perfect. <laughs> okay. We'll try that one out. But yeah, no, the uh, the national debt here, guys. What was the number? Is twenty two trillion dollars that we just passed with the national debt here? And I just want to spend a couple minutes talking about this because, guys, this is so important. And we're you know, look, we're financial advisors. Um, we know how these things can impact you. And I want to just spend a few minutes to talk to you about the impact that the debt can have on you. Why it's so important. Why we need to all pay attention to this as investors. So important, guys. So, so twenty-two trillion. Let me just give you some numbers here. Um, back when Bush was president, the national debt went from five point seven seven trillion to eleven point one trillion. Okay. And then when Obama took office, it went from eleven point one trillion to nineteen point eight five trillion. And then just since Trump has taken over, it's gone from nineteen point eight five to twenty-two trillion. And that is the uh, fastest rate since 2012 that the debt's been growing. Yeah, and his plan originally was to eliminate it, and then he raised the ceiling, and so we, you know, we don't know where it could end up. Yeah, and so what, th- what this article is talking about is the issues that this can have. And guys, you know, nobody has a really good solution for this national debt, but we all know it's a problem. And it's kind of, it seems like that can that everyone is just like kicking under the... Uh, the sofa right. or something or yeah. whatever that phrase unfortunately, is. Unfortunately, you can't ignore it anymore. Yeah, really it, it's can't. something you really can't ignore. So I want to give you a couple reasons of why this might impact you. And the Congressional Budget Office, or CBO, um, they've, they've documented some of the consequences of rising debt. And basically, the more is paid on the interest. And guys, the interest is projected by 2029 to be $928 billion a year in interest alone. Almost a trillion dollars a year just on paying the interest on the debt and as we all know with debt that you got to be paying down the principal <laughs> yeah. or else the things just kind of get out of control. Out of control. No, you see the the debt you don't have to pay down the principal you want to but you cannot miss paying the interest and that's the problem. Well if we if we want the debt to go down we do have to pay down the principal. Yeah, at some let me point. let me put this in perspective for a little bit. Where did it go Joe? My Google. So a trillion seconds. If you took a trillion seconds if he put a dollar into say now we're talking about 22 trillion mm-hmm. a trillion seconds is 31,709 years that's a few so multiply 31,000 Trent you're the numbers guy 31,000 <laughs> real quick Trent off the top and of your head. nine times 22 you're looking at 620 years 
20 yeah. years, no, 20. Isn't that what you said? 31 trillion. 600,000 years. Yeah, right. 620,000 years. Yeah, something like that, mm-hmm. right? So trillion is a huge. Yeah. 20. I, I can't even grasp the size of that number. Yeah, it's, it's very large. The highest country, the only country in the world, modern country, with the, this amount of debt, with debt increasing. So, yeah. you know, this all boils down, guys. It all boils down to, at some point, you can't kick it down the road. Someone's going to have to have the guts to stand up there and say, we got to handle this. You know what I'm worried about? I'm worried about, not you guys, but my grandkids. Mm-hmm. And you're, and you're, I worry about you're, it too. Those are the, those are the folks that are going to well, pay. Yeah. So let's look at some of the, uh, the quick impacts here. And then, and then, you know, we'll, if we have any extra time here, we'll just talk about this. Uh, but, you know, federal, federal spending might be reduced, right, on key things as we pay more and more on interest. Right. Some, of those, some of those key areas are infrastructure, um, schools, education, research, development. Um, and then the other big one is are we going to also have to raise taxes on top of that? Right, the taxes. When typically you raise it, it goes towards infrastructure, things like that. But now you're going to have to raise taxes, just so that you can pay off this interest on the debt. It's not going to go back to benefiting us, and that's the big problem, guys. And there's such a spiraling effect in the economy when something like this occurs. So one way or the other, not we don't have the solution here. I don't think anybody has a concrete solution other than spending less. But we got to find a way because this can have a big impact over the next 20, 30 years. Because look how much this has just risen in the last 10 years. And if you're going to retire for 20, 30 years, guys, this is a, uh, a big problem. Yeah, big if, problem. if the taxes change, it makes a yep. big, big, big difference in your plan. Uh, so, guys, uh, we're going to just end on one quick um, positive note here. So that was a little bit depressing, <laughs> uh, a little bit about the, uh, the national debt there. Um, but Ford is actually adding 500 jobs in Chicago, and they're going to invest a billion dollars in an SUV plant. So that's pretty cool. Um, right as their rival GM is slashing 4,000 workers. Yeah, right at the same exact time um, they announced it. Yeah, so not so great for GM. <laughs> Good news for uh, for Ford in Chicago. So we always like that. And speaking about cars, uh, one last. Uh, I'll get, we'll end on this uh, this fun note. Um, but Chicago drivers lose 138 hours a year to traffic backups and we are now the uh the third worst city in the country for traffic and we have the top two worst interchanges uh between expressways traffic wise in the entire country yeah we have second and third the yep. only one steve might know the one that's number one for interchanges with the uh the cross bronx bronx expressway oh is that i didn't num- re- i didn't that read is, that, that yeah is number one for oh the that is the worst road um, on the earth, I think. And you know this that's because you grew up in the I Bronx. grew up there, yeah. I, I travel that road. <laughs> Our listeners may not know that, but Time that's why he knows that. I'm an ex-New Yorker. <laughs> Um, now, what's interesting about this is, you know, uh, all the time you spend, it, I actually did the numbers here. You know how many days that is? That's uh, nearly six days a year of your life, of your 300 years spending sitting in traffic. And, guys, I, I used to do this for six whole years. I commuted from Wrigley Field to Buffalo Grove, and uh, I experienced this firsthand. And I still believe we're the worst traffic in the country. I think these studies are wrong. We're, we're definitely number one. Something to be proud of. Yeah, <laughs> part of my day every day, that's for sure. Yeah. Well, you don't get to go down uh, 94 not, or 90, not, fortunately. Not the two bad ones, but yeah. still pretty, pretty, pretty big. Yeah, so uh, nothing to really do about that, unfortunately. Maybe they'll uh, – I read they're making uh, these little – you know the drones that are out there? You know how everyone has drones these days? They're making a passenger-sized version of a drone, which are supposed to be really, really safer, already, you know, much safer than helicopters. Already testing it in China. 
Well, no, they're here as well. Oh, they're here yeah. too. Yeah. So uh, soon you might be uh, flying your own drone, re- remote piloting yourself to work in a drone. That would be pretty cool. I'd love that. Uh, well, guys, uh, we, cover- we covered a lot of uh, territories today. And to our listeners, thank you so much for uh, joining us. We really love having you listening to us. And uh, keep sending us the positive feedback that you've been sending us. If you've got questions, I think on our next call, guys, uh, we've had some questions come in. We'll do a little Q&A. Um, just some we, su- we got a lot of questions last week. Yeah, so, so we've so send in that. your questions. Uh, we've got some great comments from some of the uh, listeners uh, um, that have been listening to our new format. You guys seem to really like it, and I appreciate that. So uh, we're going to continue this, and uh, hopefully you're having some fun like we are. I uh, look forward to this every week. Um, as always, you can head to our website, sglfinancial.com, learn more about us, uh, write in your questions. Uh, if you want to call us for an appointment uh, or just schedule a time to talk about anything that's concerning for you, uh, give us a call here, 847-499-3330. That's our direct line here, and we, of course, would love to meet with you. Taxes, Otherwise, taxes. Yeah, to prepare for retirement taxes, um, buying that uh, trip to uh, to Mars. Mm-hmm. Anything that's on your mind, uh, give us a call, guys. 847-499-3330. Thanks so much for listening. Uh, have a wonderful, wonderful weekend. Stay warm out there, and we'll see you on the next call. See you later. Thanks for listening to Our Two Cents with Steve and Gabriel Lewitt. For any questions about your finances, give SGL a call at 847-499-3330 or visit us on the web at sglfinancial.com and be sure to subscribe to join us on next week's episode.